Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, fellow junkers. My name is Nancy Cowles. I am a vintage store owner in Phoenix, Arizona. The name of my shop is Everything Goes. We like to say we have one of a kinds and hard to finds. I like to interview different pickers and vendors around the United States and find out exactly how they found their stuff. I love when people come into my shop and they say, oh my gosh, where did you get that chair? Where did you get that lamp? And I say, well, it doesn't just appear. And that's the name of this podcast. It doesn't just appear. So today I am with a friend of mine and his name is Hawk. Yes, that is his name, Hawk. Hawk, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, I like that. Hawk, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) So Hawk is a fellow picker as well. And I'm going to let him tell you all a little bit about himself. So once again, let everybody know who you are. Hi. So I'm Hawk. Uh, I'm another picker in the valley over here. It kind of, uh, can I tell you where I started or how did you just like myself? Well, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about yourself. We, all right. you're, are you from Phoenix? So actually I grew up in New Mexico originally, Southern New Mexico. I moved out here in 1983 to go to school uh, while I was going to school, I was working at Pizza Hut Delivery. I used to take all the mistake pizzas over to the fire station. Wait, I used to work at Peter Piper Pizza. You did? Yeah, when I was a kid. It was good. Probably was in 1981. About the same age. I yeah. was there, like I said, 80, 83, 84, I think. Oh, how funny. Yeah. Well, okay. I used to take all the mistake pizzas over to the fire station. And one day they go, hey, you want to ride on the truck? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, do a ride along? Like, ride and go on calls? And they're like, yeah. So I went on a ride and couple months later i dropped out of school grabbed a high school buddy of mine and went and traveled europe for a couple months and then i came back and now i'm a fireman and how many years has that been oh boy i was actually uh, i work for the city of phoenix now i've got 29 years with the city of phoenix and i had four years in scottsdale prior to that so i've been doing it for 33 years wow and i'm sure you love what you do i freaking love it you love it i don't like getting up at night but i still love the job (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's pretty good i'm on a great spot right now that's so. very good. And a few more years and you probably will retire? Yes, two and a half years. And then I think I'm going to just cut all my ties with the fire department. Uh, I do some teaching and stuff on the side and I'm going to let it all go and concentrate on collecting junk. So you like to pick as well? I do. You do. And how many years have you been picking about? Oh, I'd say probably 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. And how did you get started in picking? Don't tell me you went to like somebody's house to save them and you took all the furniture the next day no, that wasn't you know what? burnt. It's kind of weird. So it's kind of a funky story. So I started, um, long story short, my mom and grandmother ended up moving out and buying a house three doors down from and we packed up. My mom was living with, with my grandmother, okay. taking care of her. And we packed up all the stuff and brought it to Phoenix. And after they'd been there for a couple of years... Uh, I was just kind of going through some random stuff, trying to figure out what to do with it. And a buddy says, well, you ought to put anything you don't like on eBay. And I'd never, I mean, I'd heard of eBay, but I never really thought anything about it. So I put a couple pieces on eBay and man, I was surprised people actually bought old stuff that, you know, I didn't have any attraction to. There was no sentimental value. It was just really just junk. And I was thinking, wow, maybe there's something to this. Right. Haven't you heard we buy junk and sell antiques? Have you heard that before? I have have. heard that. Yes. So uh, I was working at a station and a buddy of mine, I wouldn't call him a junker, but he's very frugal and he would work off of public surplus auction sites and things like that. And uh, he kind of turned me on to those. Um, and 
I had an auction. I did a couple of little things on auction sites, and I had an opportunity to buy 100 vintage theater lights from a school in Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. Nobody bid on them, so I ended up getting 100 lights and some other gadgets for about $400. And you, it was sight unseen. You probably sight unseen. Right. I saw pictures of them online. I'm like, those are really cool. I'm going to buy them. And you had to drive up to get them? So I drove. <laughs> this is crazy. I actually, I told my girlfriend at the time and my daughter that we were going to go up there and go skiing. It was in the wintertime. So oh. I took them up to Utah for a skiing trip. And on the last day, I said, hey, we have to make a stop on the way back. So those two were crammed in the front seat of a Jeep while I stuffed 100 theater lights in the back of my Jeep. That sounds familiar. The last um, picker we talked to, a friend of mine, Wendy, we were up north and she found an old bathtub and her son ended up sitting in the bathtub from <laughs> point A to point B and he wasn't happy. But that's what happens yeah. when you're pickers. Your family kind of just gets crammed in the car while all the other stuff is in the back of the car. Yep, that's right? exactly what happened. Oh, my gosh. So, so I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite thing to pick? Like what I know you like, oh you're like boy. me, you like different things. You just don't want the normal table chair you like kind of off the wall things right yes i do i like anything weird unusual uh maybe hard to find maybe ugly uh maybe even bits and pieces of stuff i really like um industrial type pieces uh i have kind of a weird like towards old maybe early 1900s turn of the century maybe mm -hmm. even earlier Puppets, paper mache, hand oh. carved wood puppets, things like that. Lenny doesn't like those things, do you, honey? <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have a few of them. I actually had an opportunity to go up and meet with a collector in Chicago. I uh, went up there. Getting up there was expensive, and then I saw his collection and ended up coming back and trying to work a bunch of overtime shifts to pay for everything that I bought when I was up there, which was <laughs> crazy. <laughs> But I came back with some really cool... But do you collect those or to sell? You no, know, I, I call myself a collector, but everything is for sale, and it ends up being for sale. Okay. So, yes. Uh, I bought his collection, and now it's all for sale. So Have you sold any of those? I have, yes. Okay. And it's been... I mean, they're going slowly, but they're really unique. They're old Punch and Judy dolls. Oh, fun. Majority of them, yeah. So. That's cool. All right. I just want to make sure that you weren't going to become a hoarder. Oh, no. Hoarders don't sell, and I sell everything. Oh, that's good. I mean, we love hoarders because that's where we got a lot of our fun things are from hoarders. So if you're a hoarder, we love you. That's true. <laughs> so I want you to tell everybody a little bit about um, what you're starting up here soon. Um, uh, okay. So uh, I'm getting ready to retire. Like I said, I've got two and a half years left, and uh, I've been playing around with a couple ideas. I've actually been on the hunt for a warehouse for four or five years. Uh, I took a little trip, vacation, trying to plan how I was going to make my retirement, leaving the fire department work smoothly so I didn't have any anxiety about not having a job. Got right. back from my trip and I had a realtor call me and say, hey, Hawk, you need to come over and look at this warehouse. And so we're talking about in Phoenix. In no? Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. So I was in downtown Phoenix. I met the realtor over there and this place was perfect. And it actually belonged to a guy he was an antique collector. He didn't sell. He just bought things that he liked. Uh, kind of a cool story. But he had a warehouse in downtown that housed his first job, which was an 18-wheeler that he bought right out of high school and started shipping stuff across the United States. So he had a completely restored, I don't know what year it was, late 50s, early 60s 
tractor trailer an old mac that he had redone and cool. completely fixed up so we started talking hit it off um got the realtor involved and now i own a warehouse in downtown <laughs> phoenix now when you say a warehouse a lot of people think a warehouse is like a big tin shed it's not it's an old warehouse it's brick right i've seen pictures of it yes okay. so it's an old brick and mortar place so warehouse i just assume that any old building in downtown phoenix you call a warehouse so right. actually this building was built in uh somewhere around 1942 it was okay. smith's radiator exchange was the name of the building so it is a a brick and mortar building with the old you know bowstrung roof it's all opened up it's been completely redone inside so it's it's beautiful and how many square feet so 2000 square feet under roof and then in the back there's another 6,000 square feet with about a third of that that's covered. Wow. And so is this going to be your shop only? You're going to have vendors in there? Are you going to do consignment? Primarily my shop, but I will have vendors that have unique, super cool, odd puppets, puppets. <laughs> anything weird pieces, anything, you know, that's little bit harder to find uh large yeah. items like do you like old big signs i love old big signs okay. yes especially if there's some history that i can get with them okay. i just picked up a really cool sign from ash fork arizona that was on route 66 cool it's about 12 feet long so that's going to be displayed there and it'll be at the shop yes at okay. the warehouse and your shop will be open Daily, weekly, monthly? How are you going to do so that? So this is idea? the confusing part because I still have a full-time job working okay. as a firefighter. So the plan is I'll be open first and third Fridays. First Fridays are really active. Third Fridays down on Grand Avenue, they have the third Friday art walk. Right. And they're very busy. They're almost as busy as the first Fridays. Saturday nights are really fun down there. There's a car show that takes place. It was kind of just an impromptu get-together, and the car show... It's a parade cruising up and down that brings a huge crowd down there. Awesome. So, so people will be on foot. Yes. Okay. And then yeah. your warehouse, does is it have like a rolling? I have a big roll-up door in the front. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm actually going to put a man door in next week, so there will be an actual walk-in door in the front. It's called a man door? I don't know what you call it. Commercial I'm say, door? Can man women? Door. I was about to say, are women allowed <laughs> in this place or only uh, men? Oh, no, absolutely. I love women. Okay. They can all come inside there. I was going to say, <laughs> we yeah. got a man door. Well, I think like, well, like, I guess in the fire service, you have man doors and you have roll-up doors and you have garage doors and it's like what people walk through. Okay, there you go. Well, I, guess well, in, I guess I should say a people door. Yes, you could say a people door. Well, go ahead and give your business a plug. Give us your, um, it, I know you have an Instagram, so let everybody know so they can oh, follow good, thank you. thank you. Yeah, so if you're on Instagram, I am at Hawk Salvage. Hawk Salvage is all one word. Um, there's a, if you're looking through there and you see anything else looks funky, I have a really cool old photograph of a little boy standing next to a bicycle. Okay. And I will be Hawk Salvage on Grand Avenue, 1109 Grand Avenue. Perfect. It's uh, just look for the really cool building. And so if they follow you on Instagram, do you have a Facebook? I don't have Facebook. Okay. Uh, I may end up going back to Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm in the process of having a website built. Uh, it's amazing how many expenses there are before you actually get a building right? up and running. So right? I'm choking oh right now. Yes. Trying to figure out where the best place to put my money is. So I'm working on a web page, but Instagram and 1109 Grand Avenue are the best ways to get a hold of okay. me. Okay. And so once they follow you on Instagram, then they'll be able to see when you're going to open up because I know we always have a date that we want to start something. Yes. And it always gets pushed back for some reason. Yes, that is correct. So, okay. and I'll post more and more as I get closer and closer. Well, very cool. Well, thank you very much. For well, that. I'm excited to have you here and I want you to just tell me maybe just like 
I don't know, it doesn't have to be a recent story or just a fun story, something that sticks out that on a hunt that you went out and you found something cool or maybe you had something in the back of your truck and you lost it on the freeway and you had to turn around and go back and get it. I've been very fortunate. I haven't lost anything on the freeway. I've broken a few things in the back of my truck, which has been very sad for me. Right. We all Um, have. (laughs) But I haven't lost anything, knock on wood. Right. Uh, But I have, man, I tell you what, I've been, I don't know if I've been blessed or what, but I've had the fortune or misfortune of having some crazy stories in my picking days. So I'm trying to decide. I've had three pretty good ones. Charles Field in Louisiana, great big, huge man who was like uh, a little bit of everything. Um, And then there's Dwight in Tennessee. But I think I'm going to tell you about Pat in, I don't know if it's Indiana or Ohio. Is Pat a man or a lady? Pat's a lady. Okay, because you know Pat. Yes, could be either one. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so, and tell us, like, how do you find these? Well, we don't want everyone to know all of our secrets. Sure. But... You met somebody named Pat. Yeah, so I will follow big events that happened, you know, and actually, this is kind of weird. I was actually, when I met Pat, I was on my way back from a high school buddy's daughter's wedding. Okay. So I loaded up my trailer, and I drove my trailer to Maryland. All right. And uh, basically outside of Baltimore. And on the way back, I drove straight there. I went to the wedding, and on the way back, I spent three weeks driving back roads and hit everything from garage sales, antique stores, salvage yards, you know, places on the side of the road and doing... Are you, are you scared to knock on people's doors? Uh, no, not really. I've only been chased off one property. That was in Arkansas. It was a little lady about 85 years old that came <laughs> out of her trailer with a double barrel shotgun. That's a true story. And I was, she's like, didn't you see the no trespassing sign? I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't see it. She goes, get off the property. And I was like, I thought maybe that you would want to sell. She's like, get off the property. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm sorry, sweetheart. And she goes, and don't call me sweetheart. <laughs> so I left. <laughs> so I left. Okay. Uh, I was really sad though because she had a lot of stuff it was crazy right acres and acres of 10 foot high stacked oh you name it she had it and there were like three or four huge buildings that were back there you know what i think we met her and she did sell us a bunch of stuff once lenny do you remember that <laughs> that hurts <laughs> just kidding okay so so sorry. all right so uh i'm driving through some small town I don't remember the name of it. Uh, and I was actually looking at, there were a bunch of old houses that were kind of falling apart. And there'd be some nice ones and some other ones. And uh, I stop, I do some photography stuff. So I was taking some pictures, some houses and things like that. And I see this house in the front window. There was there was something behind it, but the front window was filled with all kinds of old bottles. And I hadn't seen anything like that in the whole area. Is so. this like a, like a road that there's a bunch of houses next to it, or is it desolate? Uh, no, it was a small town, so okay. there were houses up and down the street. It okay. wasn't, I don't know if it was the main street. I think it was actually the main street running through a town because they had a, a couple fast food stores and there was a number nine steakhouse, which I'll come back to in a little Mexican food place, which I'll come back to again. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, so I looked at it and I just had one of those weird feelings. I was like, man, that's a lot of stuff in the windows. So I turned around, I come back, I parked looked in the windows. I didn't really see anything. It was pretty dirty and dusty and stuff in there. So I go and knock on the door, you know, knock, 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 nothing, knock again. Just about ready to take off and the door opens up and there's this lady standing there, older lady, a little bit heavy set. Didn't look like she was in great health, but you know, fairly nice. And, uh, so I introduced myself. I said, Hey, I'm just driving back to Phoenix, Arizona. 
I, you know, buy and sell stuff here and there. And I noticed you got a lot of stuff in your front window. And I have an empty trailer. Yes, that I think is really <laughs> cool. Would you be interested in selling anything? So she's like, well, it depends on whether or not my dog gets along with you. So oh. I was like, okay, great. So <laughs> Mr. Booze was her dog. Oh, so really? She calls Mr. Booze. Mr. Booze meets me at the door, hang out there for a couple of minutes. And next thing you know, I'm scratching his ears and everything. So she's like, yeah, come on in. Oh. So ended up going in. And uh, so about Pat. Pat used to buy out uh, hardware stores, pharmacies, drug stores, Back in maybe the 30s, 40s, and 50s. So she just opened up and told you what she did in the past. Yes. So she used to have uh, probably space in an antique store a long time ago. There was stuff in there that hadn't been touched in a long time. She had a kind of a, as you walk in, you walk into like a, almost like a little living area and had a couple counters and she had a little office desk that she was working with her mail and things on. The kitchen was to the right and then there was... uh, hoarding rooms to the left okay what it was like so fairly fairly clean on the main walkways but i could tell that she lived there alone with her dog there was three or four inches of of dog hair dog and hair. dust along the yeah. you know the borders of yeah. the wall nice. down by the baseboards and stuff but i mean it wasn't it wasn't bad didn't stink absolutely no bugs which i'll get back to again <laughs> I mean, there was nothing funky or weird in there so i started talking to her about you know, what she might want to get rid of. And she walked me through this first room and she says, yeah, have a look, take a look around. I'm going to go do some work. If you find some things, let me know. Oh my gosh. And your so heart was pounding. Oh my gosh. I was pounding. I mean, it was like super, first thing I saw when I walk in was like a early 1900s candy counter, um, oh. glass front with the wooden shelves in the back that opened up. And even a couple even said like, you know, chocolate, five cents a pound. Right. You know, things like that. So it ended up being from, I think it was the MC Candy store that she had actual boxes from that were on a street not too far from there. So she bought out this old candy store. It was part of a drug store or something. So Very cool. So that was the first piece I saw. So I was like, okay, I want that. She had a couple other little cool display cases. Um, then I started coming around some advertising pieces. She had these little wriggly gum uh, countertop display pieces. Um, and she's still off at her desk doing her yeah, work. Yeah, she was just like, have at it. Right. Go ahead and look wow. and start putting stuff together. So I walked through this one room. I came across these really super cool candy molds. So it oh, was yes. wood. It was like wood slats that had like a ceramic mold that was glued on top of those. They used to dip into, I think a, they would press them into cornstarch and then fill those little mold holes with chocolate. That was funny because I'm so, thinking aluminum. Yeah, but they're not were, aluminum. No, it was old. Chocolate so it was had like wood slats, piece of cheesecloth, and the cheesecloth was glued on there. And then I think these things were actually just glued onto the cheesecloth. That's awesome. I don't even yes. think, I'm trying to imagine what that is, but I don't even think I know what that is. I, like I said, in my head, I was thinking aluminum. So yeah. these are really old. Really old. Okay. So there will be one hanging on the wall at Hawk Salvage. So when you come visit me, you'll okay. be able to see what I'm talking about. There you go. <laughs> so uh, I saw a few of those. And then she had some just really weird random stuff. So I'm putting stuff together and... You know, she's coming in where she pops in on me and I'm asking her about prices and it's pretty reasonable, but um, a little bit more challenging than I thought. I had to go back and forth with her on a few things and there were a few things that she wanted way too much money for and we couldn't agree and I was overwhelmed with what stuff was in there. So I just kept on kind of working forward. So uh, there's a stairway that goes upstairs. She told me upstairs was off limits. Oh. And so I went around the stairway and worked my way to the back and I walk into a room and 
talk about a feeling of being overwhelmed. So this is where she kept all of her old medical pharmacy supplies. I love so, that. The medicine cabinets, oh, the no, chairs. No medicine cabinets, oh. unfortunately. But she had shelves, floor-to-ceiling shelves on every single wall. It had old bottles in them that were oh. three bottles deep. On every single wall in this place. And that was actually the wall that I saw from the front was this wall that had the medicine bottles. And you couldn't even see inside because there was so much stuff on these shelves. So So the shelves, were the shelves like um, the white enamel shelves? Are they just regular normal shelves? Probably white enamel at some point. Right. Oh, you couldn't see. Yeah. There were so many bottles. Just bottles and some of them had spilled and some of them were, you know, leaking out of the top and some of the wood or the cardboard and paper ones were starting to degrade and there was some stuff that were spilling out of them. So she hasn't touched them in years. So haven't been touched in years. So I've got a pile going and, you know, we're talking and getting along with her and conversations getting easier. Mr. Booze is liking you. Mr. Booze likes me, comes and let me scratch (laughs) his ears every now and then. Um, Neither one of them are in really good health. So she goes on and she's telling me about... You know, Mr. Booze has kidney problems and liver problems, and she's on the border of borderline of becoming a dialysis patient. They're both sick and everything. And so she goes in the other room, and I'm going through, and I come to this closet, and I open up this closet, and uh, dilemmas, (laughs) right? So I'm a hazmat instructor with the fire department, and I'm coming in and opening this closet, and it was filled with the coolest, most awesome pesticide bottles that date back to the turn of the century that I've ever seen. So like, amber color or oh, brown? Amber, black, blue with awesome. cool labels like dead flies. And one of the bottles said yeah. moth dead on it. D-E-D, moth dead. Like and really cool for Halloween. Just crazy stuff that you can't <laughs> find anymore. But a lot of them were full and mm. some of them were leaking. Okay, and, so that's not yeah. safe. So I looked in there and I was in there for about... I don't know, a minute, yeah. and it felt like I was chewing on metal in my mouth. I That's was like, gross. Okay, there's something wrong. I'm getting exposed to Ooh. some stuff in here. But I did find some really cool, um, it was a fly, it was fly paper. And okay. I'm trying to remember the name. It was, it was from, I want to say, uh, don't remember the name of the chemical company now, but it had a picture of a fly with arsenic paper in there with the instructions on how you used to put it in water yeah. with a little bit of sugar. And the labels on those were phenomenal. So I grabbed, I think she had eight of them. I grabbed all eight of them. Hey, Pat, what do you want for these? Came across price, add them to my pile. Right. right. And I love old label stuff. I mean, oh. I'm a, I love old signs. I don't have a lot of them. I don't find a lot of them. Uh, but when I do, I just love just the writing and all of that old-looking um, advertising. It's really cool. Yes, it really is cool. So you saw that, and you're like, okay. I got to have it. Got to so part it. of me, some of that stuff I did not want to put in my truck. I didn't want things breaking. Some of it was super hazardous. Some of it's really dangerous. I don't know if there's laws about taking it across state lines. Right. So um, I grabbed what I could out of there that I thought was fairly safe, and we agreed on a price. So now, jumping ahead, okay. I've been in there now for, I'm going to guess, maybe seven hours. Oh, come on. Seriously. Seven hours. Yeah, because I was Pat. digging through stuff with Pat. And she was going back and forth and blah, 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 blah. I'm not even kidding. Seven hours, right? So um, oh I've gosh. got a pile of stuff sitting out there. It's probably, I don't know, maybe six o'clock at night, somewhere around there. And uh, she's done for the day. So I have to come back the next day to finish because I still haven't addressed all the bottles that are on the wall. 
right? So I said, all right. Oh, my God. I'm going to come back. So I left her a little down payment. I go, here's a down payment. I'm definitely coming back. I'm going to leave this here. I'll finish up with the bottles, and then we'll come back. So you're in some random town. You have to stay at some random hotel. Yes, which is fine. She goes, okay, that's fine. But um, I'm not going to finish the deal with you unless you drive me into town and buy me Mexican food. Oh. So that's where the Mexican food place comes in, right? So I'm like, oh, what is the deal here, right? <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So I had uh, I already had stuff in my truck that I've been picking and buying. So I had to clear room on the front seat because sometimes I just throw stuff in my front seat randomly. Right. So I had to move that stuff, get her in there. We went to the Mexican food place. Uh, she was very particular on how she ordered her food and what she wanted. I could tell that the people inside the restaurant knew her. Was she dirty? No, 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 but just really particular. So got that all squared away. She comes back. She eats dropper off. Good. Okay. You ate dinner at the restaurant with her? No, I didn't eat her? there. I didn't eat there and I did not eat with her. Oh, no. so you just took her there. I just took her there and she got her food. I told her I wasn't hungry yet. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> After seven hours. Yeah. So, uh, well, I, I sometimes carry snacks and drinks in my car and everything. So jump ahead. Here we go. Next day I come back. It's raining the next day. Great. Wait, what state are we in? Indiana. Okay. We're in Indiana. It's raining. Cold? Yes. Uh, no, not too bad. Okay. But a little rain going. So come back the next day. She goes, you ready? I'm like, yes, I'm ready, Pat. I want to see what else you got. Let's get to it, right? She goes, can't come in unless you take Mr. Blues for a walk. Oh, come on. So I'm like, great. <laughs> so now i got to take Mr. Blues for a walk, right? <laughs> so she's not feeling well, so I take Mr. Blues up and down. It's amazing what you'll do when you know there's stuff that you want, right? That's right. And right? I've got a pile of stuff in there and a down payment, you know, on right. some of the stuff. So anyway, go back. So now I'm set on the bottles. So I go through, I'm looking at the bottles. And I probably have 100 to 150 of really cool bottles picked out. All so, different sizes. Yes. I mean, all different kinds of stuff. Older Any labels, glass cool tops labels. on? Are they all screw tops? Are they any um, of them the glass tops? There might have been a couple glass tops. Most of them were screw tops right? Um, or cool like boxes. Some of them there were uh, boxes, the original boxes with the glass bottles inside of them. That's cool. So, and some of them were like the quack medicine. It does everything from deodorant to mouthwash to cleaning your socks to toenail fungus. You can use it for anything and everything. It's got the instructions still in right. there. One of them has a really cool, it's almost like an art deco, maybe late 20s, early 30s design on it which I still have. I probably won't sell that one because it's super cool. Okay. Um, just some other quack medicine stuff and a few things. Some bigger ones, some smaller ones. She had some pharmacy things that had, uh, they were in cardboard boxes, maybe 4x4x4, four 6x6x6 by four by four, six by six by six that had herbs. Um, just, I mean, an assortment of all kinds of stuff. So the majority so of the stuff that you bought was not the candy, um, like the big desk or the candy counter yeah i bought the candy counter i oh, had that did? on my first pile yeah okay. i had advertising stuff i had uh the uh, candy boxes i too like ephemera or just that you know kind of what people call worthless paper with cool designs and advertising on it i brought a bunch of those she had some cardboard about five by seven wet paint signs original from probably the 1950s those are cool with the painter right. on them yes uh, and the then candy all, boxes. all the bottles. And then she had the weird stuff. I bought the uh, the candy molds. She had uh, clasp little handles that were from children's coffins with coffin nameplates that she had there. So I bought all of those <laughs> and a whole bunch of other stuff. She had a lot of stuff. So now I'm at the bottles, right? Okay. So I'm like, all right, Pat, I think I'm ready to go. So go back there looking at them. 
And I said, there's a lot of bottles here that I really like, Pat. You got some really cool stuff. You got some really neat. You got great taste, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I said. You're schmoozing her. I was trying. So I go, I don't know what I got, Pat, here. There's probably 125 bottles here. I'll tell you what. I'll just, I'll do $4 a bottle. I'll give you 500 bucks for everything that I have here. Okay. She's like, oh, no, Greg. You know I don't like that. So I'm like, what? She goes, <laughs> let me see the bottle. So I'd have to show her the first bottle. I go, what do you want for this one, Pat? Oh, my gosh. Right? So that one, we're going back and forth. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this again. Right? So after about 30 bottles, then she started grouping them into groups of two and three. And I, I think I got out of there with the bottles for about $510. So, which is good. Um, well, you so, wanted to get them for four hundred. Uh, no, I was happy with five hundred. Okay, four hundred would have been good, but I absolutely believe in picking karma, and I, you know, I felt kind of bad for her, and I don't know how long she's had people come in there, and I knew that there were some bottles in there that I bought them because they were super cool. Some smaller ones that I was probably going to sell for four or five dollars, right. but I had some other ones in there that I was going to sell for eight or ten. Right, you know, and then so some I was happy with we that. keep for ourselves that we like. Yes. And we don't care how much it costs because Absolutely. that's what we want. Yeah. And some of those I picked up also. Okay. So anyway, at the end of that, I'm loading up all my stuff. I'm about halfway done and she stops me again and she goes, hey, uh, I just want to let you know I called the number nine steakhouse and before you finish, <laughs> you're going to have to take me to town so I can get that number nine steak. Oh my goodness. So, all right, Pat, here we go. So I had to clean out my front seat again because I've been loading stuff on the front seat. Right. And, uh, and off, Pat, and you go. Yep. Off we go to the number nine steakhouse. They've got the order ready for her. We come back, and she sat at her desk and ate her steak with her fingers while I finished loading up all my stuff. With her fingers. <laughs> yeah. So which told me that <laughs> I know that she's just very comfortable living there by herself, and she probably doesn't get a lot of guests that come and visit her. Oh, my gosh. Well, that – So <laughs> So you left there with probably not a half a trailer full. It was pretty close to a half a trailer. Yeah, half a trailer. I probably spent 14 hours, and I don't know if you throw around figures, but I think I ended up giving her about $3,500. Wow. So, and I got some really, really super cool pieces out of there. So how many years did. ago was that about? Um, that might have been four or five years ago. And have you sold some of those things? Or, I mean... Yeah, uh -huh. I have sold, actually I've sold quite a few. Um, I have a couple pieces left. I had a ridiculously high price on the candy counter because I really didn't want to sell it. Right. Um, but I'm actually taking that into Hawk Salvage, so okay. I have that. That will be in there. Uh, in is that going to be for sale or is that going to be like your... No, it'll be for sale and actually okay. I'm, I'm coming down to, um, on price-wise too, so something that I want to move for sure. Uh, but that was, I mean, that was good. And actually, Pat and I kept in touch and talked several times after that. I was actually planning a trip to come out there earlier this year. Um, and I called her one day and her phone had been disconnected. So I know that she was getting older and sick. So I fear the worst has happened to her. And she Aww. and Mr. Booze have gone on to bigger and better things. Oh, my goodness. Maybe which is kind of sad. It is sad, but maybe she left all that stuff to you. You might get a, you <laughs> might get a knock get a on letter. the door someday. Uh, so the good part was she left me, I mean, before I ended up leaving that day, she did let me go upstairs. So she, does, she doesn't ever let anybody go upstairs. Oh, you got to go upstairs? But I did get to go upstairs, and that's where she had basically thrown the last three or four years of stuff that she had collected and left it. And I don't know how long ago that was, but she had, it was literally, I couldn't walk through the rooms because there was so much stuff in there. Right. It was just literally just jam-packed full but i did find some cool stuff upstairs as oh, well that is very cool 
Wow. Yeah, it is fun when you could find really cool stuff like that and you found a lady who was willing to let you in. You probably didn't get as, I mean, you probably would like a better deal than what you got. But, you know, you met a great person. Mm -hmm. You made a good connection. And some of the things you kept for yourself and now some of the things you're going to go ahead and put in Hawk Salvage, which back then you didn't even have Hawk Salvage in your head. So now this might be a really cool piece to have there and now has a story to it. Right, definitely. So maybe one of the listeners will come and buy that awesome piece. Yeah. I How love big it. is it? Which uh oh the it's probably candy counter? maybe thirty four or thirty six inches high. It's about countertop height, four feet wide, two feet deep. And I'm, I would guess probably early nineteen hundreds. That's cool. Well, I can't wait glass. to see There's that. There's one piece that has a little crack in it, but it's really in pretty good shape. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we have time for one more quick story. Do you have anything else that uh, is going to be down at Hawk Salvage? Uh, yeah, I will tell you one more. I got one more quick story. I was coming back from uh, the Pacific Northwest driving through Colorado, and I uh, was... Um, truck and trailer again? Truck and trailer, and I went past... Uh, it wasn't a big place, but there was a guy that was outside cutting wood on the side of a barn, and he had a bunch of goats. So I was pretty tired, and I was like, well... I'm going to pull in here and tell him I want to look at his goats. That'll be my entry to get in, right? So I pulled in there, and I started talking with this guy. And uh, he, his name ended up being Philip Myers. So he came out, and he met me, super, super nice guy. I told him I want to see his goats. He's like, oh, yeah, come on over. So walk <laughs> over there. And um, he had a limp. He was out there working. He was 90 years old, and he was chopping wood for the winter. Wow. Outside of this barn. So he worked in the mines. He had lost his leg in a construction accident. He was a produce delivery guy who ended up being a diesel mechanic uh, and a farm equipment mechanic. So he had all this stuff in not a great big area on his property. So talked to the goats. We were talking, went up and... We're talking goats. You don't even know anything about goats. I don't know anything about goats. I know that you can pet them. That was it. That's a cute goat you got uh, over there. So he he brought his wife out and she brought me a Diet Coke and we were talking and I asked him if if he wanted to sell anything and he says, well, heck yeah. Never had anybody (laughs) ask me that before. So I was like, well, I'm your guy. I'm your guy. (laughs) So I loaded up all kinds of cool stuff. Um... So, and this was, I mean, this was pretty amazing. So, uh, I loaded up some really, really neat pieces. He had the old Duray glass marble light reflectors uh, that were on the back of an old, it was a tailgate off an old truck. He had the tailgate and two sides. They were probably six feet high, old painted wood, super cool patina with steel beams on the outside and cool hardware. I bought all three pieces of that wood. He had some really cool industrial stands. He had a tin can that he turned into a heater for his shop that used to be an old lantern. He put a tin can in there. He had some old uh, Hubley-type cars that were kind of smashed and broken. I bought a few of those. And Um, where was all this in a barn? It was just like a shed. It was like a little workshop in one area, and and, uh, uh, it wasn't really a barn. It was just like a small little house that he actually had a bunch of old folding chairs in them, and I probably bought eight folding chairs that had really cool patina colors of orange and yellows and greens that were all on them probably again from the 40s and 50s early style chairs so my trailer was pretty full and i had all this stuff laid out and i asked him i go all right phil what do you want for all this stuff and uh, he goes i don't know you're buying it what do you think i hate that question oh i know so i was like i was low balling i'm like 
I'll tell you what, Philip. I'm going to give you, I'll give you $500 for everything that I have here. Like, I had some really cool stuff. Right. And he was like, no way. And I was like, oh, God, I totally underbid him. He's going <laughs> to kick me off his property. <laughs> you know, Make and he goes. Take a goat home. <laughs> I know. And he goes, uh, he goes, I'm not going to take more than 200 bucks for it. Oh. And I was like, I can't do 200. So anyway, I gave him 400. I came down to 400. I, I did really well on that. So I gave him 400 bucks. We kept in touch. I uh, went back out there again. Bought a whole bunch more stuff from him. Went back home. Came out a third time. The third time I was out there, mm -hmm. I loaded up my trailer. He wouldn't let me pay him. He absolutely oh refused to let me take any money. I threw $100 on the front seat of his car before I left. <laughs> but he told me that um, the, the picking that I did that came out there, he was able to, he was fixing, he had a 1939 produce delivery truck. He fixed that produce delivery truck, towed his car to Nevada. He gave that that produce delivery truck to his grandson and then he and his wife did a vacation and stayed in hotels coming back to Colorado he said it was probably the best time he's had in the last 30 years of his life off and the money off the money that I gave him from oh. that trip and he said there's no way that he would have been able to do that if I hadn't stopped at his farm and to see the goats yeah to so see the goats. It. so it was really a really cool story so the thing that I love about <clears> what we do <throat> is we meet really cool people and some of us, you know, have relations with them and you can go back and buy more from them and you get to know them. And like you said, Pat, I mean, it's sad. She probably did pass away with Mr. Booze, mm -hmm. um, but you had a good time while you were there. You have a great story, right? Great story. Great stories. And then Colorado. What was that gentleman's name? Philip Myers. Philip Myers. How's mm -hmm. he doing? He died. Oh, <laughs> I know that's so sad. Uh, I've got another. Next time I come, I'll tell you about Dwight, who called me three days ago. He's a collector, antique hoarder, buyer, a moonshine maker in Tennessee who has four barns that are jam-packed full, who chased me off his property one day when he didn't think I was giving him enough money. I gave him $1,200, <laughs> and he chased me off, who called me, who's dying of <laughs> liver cancer. He wants me to come out and make amends with me, selling me his stuff. Oh, my gosh. So he called me two days ago, three days ago, he called me. Right. you got to come back out. So I might be able to make it in September because I don't think I'm going to make it before then. Aww. He has those eight-sided 1800s parts bins from the hardware stores. Oh, yes. Love those. He's got three of them. Right. I want them. You want them? <laughs> yes. Tell him, don't <laughs> die until I get those. Isn't that horrible? i got a great story. So next time I'll tell you the next story time about we'll, Dwight. Next time we'll get the Dwight story. Hopefully Dwight's still around. Uh, i got Dwight and then uh, Charles. He's another one. Okay. And see, that's what I'm saying. We meet some great people. Mm -hmm. And so many people come into my store that I've met, and they will call me, and I'll go over to their house and see what they have, and then they'll call me again and again. So it's, you make relationships with a lot of these people. Mm -hmm. So this business is fun. It is fun. It's work. And it's rewarding. It's rewarding. It is rewarding. Yeah. Well, thank you guys um, for listening to us. Thank you, Greg. We'll just call him Hawk. Thank you, Hawk, for mm -hmm. coming out and Absolutely. hanging out with us and telling us about some fun stories. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And hopefully you'll tune in um, to our next show. And I'll have another fun picker. And we'll get to talk um, about more fun stories. So thank you again. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>